The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family. So for today's episode, it's me. (laughs) I am, uh, this is going to be a solo episode. So I have missed you all just sort of being um, one with the microphone and um, sort of sharing some pieces and information as it relates to mental health and entrepreneurship. Um, And so it is so good to be back. Um, And I have enjoyed doing the the interviews that we've had and for the month of March which is um women's history month one of the things that mine and my black business have uh, what we've been doing is highlighting um women entrepreneurs uh black women entrepreneurs and we'll continue to do that throughout the the month of March and as well as sort of bringing back some audio clips of former episodes with other women entrepreneurs too so that'll continue as the month draws to an end but I definitely wanted to end Women's History Month by being a part of the mix I wanted to be in the mix so here I am so I'm just excited to be back and I wanted to sort of highlight something that I have been working on so I am a scientist you know what I'm saying I have a degree in psychology which means that I am you know have been studying human behavior so I have decided to make myself my own subject of an experiment I am working on how to be more mindful in my own self-care okay and I thought that that really meshed well with the whole minding my black business so rather than keep that journey to myself I decided, you know, why not take this very private thing and make it public? So there's a little part of me that's cringing because uh, the introvert in me is like, stop talking, just be quiet. Um, But then the part that enjoys the connection, that enjoys the community, um, I'm like, I need the support of my family. And maybe this message can um, sort of resonate with other folks. They can feel validated. Or maybe they can share this thing with others. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided to, in in parsing apart what is self-care to me and the things that are really helpful to make me feel like I have all the things that I need to sort of march through my day and accomplish all my tasks, the thing that sort of comes to the forefront and always has for me has been sleep. I think I've actually talked about that in some other previous podcast episodes, maybe not even here, but maybe on some guest spots that I really enjoy sleep. So I wanted to spend some time in today's episode talking about that, not necessarily about my enjoyment of sleep, although I feel like I could talk about that for some time, but just sort of breaking down why sleep is important in general for us all then sort of talking about my perspective on sleep and then talking about how the experiment went on that particular week uh, when I was checking some things out about how I how I sleep sleep is important for us all and for us black entrepreneurs ideally ideally we get six to eight hours of, of sleep what I'm finding though more often than not and myself, I'm including myself in this, in this sentence, is that 
I think entrepreneurs are probably getting somewhere between four to six hours of sleep. The black entrepreneurs that I am checking in with, um, I think nightly that's what's happening. Um, when we should really be about six to eight hours worth of sleep. Well, that is a discrepancy. Yeah, for one day, it's a couple of hours. But if you think about it over the course of a week, we're talking about 10 hours. In the course of a month, we're talking about 40 hours, 50 hours, depending on how many weeks are in the in the month. That is a lot of time um, in terms of the discrepancy of what we need versus what we're actually receiving. And so, so that's one part that we're not sleeping. And what happens is when we are dealing with sleep deprivation, because essentially that's what's now occurring, lots of things are impacted. So when you're sleep deprived, it in, uh, impacts your level of concentration and focus. Um, and so that can be on um, a particular activity as well as just sort of keeping your schedule um, together, mo- managing multiple tasks. Um, it also, so that also lends itself to um, impacting your energy level. So not having um, the physical stamina um, to complete the things that you're hoping to complete. It impacts your mood, so all of those things are quite connected um, in terms of being able to do it in such a way where you're um, feeling more positive, uh, more optimistic about a task uh, rather than feeling as though this will never happen, this will never get done, I have too much to do, sort of um, feeling that cloud of heaviness around being able to be successful in accomplishing your task. It also um, impacts your memory. This is a huge one for me. And I say that because I find myself and other, uh, there might be other of you that can relate to this, but I think because of the nature of being a therapist and having to hold on to the lives and stories uh, of others and although there is a great deal of note taking and and assessments and reports that happen when I work with people individually um, it's almost like that stuff is filed away in a mental file cabinet and oftentimes I can sit with somebody and it's like the play button is pressed from one session to another I can remember the names of them and their family members and the people that they're in relationships with and the you know the argument they had with their friend two months ago and I mean it it becomes very vivid um, because I have a lot of context a lot of details and so I remember those things when I sit with someone and and we just sort of go from there so not only do I remember those things, but I also think to some level there's an expectation from all my clients that I'm able to just press play and we're able to move forward with the story and they don't have to remind me who a certain person was or a certain thing was. And so there's this sort of thing that's happening from both sides of the room of where it's important for me to know these inform- this information, but there also is an expectation that I hold on to these pieces of the story. So if you think about how that happens in therapy for just one client well imagine let's say on average therapists are seeing somewhere between if you're working full-time about 20 20 people um, a week 2025 so five days a week if you're doing if you're doing the work in that way 
Sometimes people see way more than that. Some people see less than that. But I'm just we're just using hypotheticals here. So um, and so the next week that might not even be that same group of people. It might be a whole new set of 20 to 25 folks that you see. So that's a lot to remember. <laughs> that's a lot to remember. And so how this begins to impact me is those things that are outside of the therapy room. So say I'm in the middle of talking to a friend or my family member. Um I will, because I enjoy context so much and because I can see connections and things, sometimes I will start more than one story as I'm talking and then won't get back to the original story. So my, I feel like my own memory is, is getting impacted and I will say things like, now what was I talking about? Or what was that thing? Repeat what you just said because maybe that's going to help remind me of what I was trying to communicate to you. So, so another fact is that those who struggle with sleep um, or find themselves sleep deprived in a consistent way, um, that can also impact any ongoing mental health um, conditions or disorders. So anxiety and, and lack of sleep are also uh, tend to be highly connected and tied. Depression and sleep in terms of lack of sleep as well as the other end of having, of oversleeping, those things are tied. Um, so lack of sleep or chronic sleep problems, and so problems means too much or too little, can also exacerbate some of those mental health issues. So anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, those are some examples of those things. So because I find myself struggling in some of these ways in terms of energy level and memory and sometimes mood, um, I felt like it made sense because sleep is something that I enjoy, to really examine that and see if I can wait, find a way to make this a little more consistent. So that's that's a little bit of a context. So my perspective on sleep, I enjoy it and I always have. And I think what has happened is when I was a young person, and when I say young person, I mean like a child, <laughs> when I became upset or agitated or irritated or maybe even I was annoying to the people who were uh um, you know, babysitting me or parents or whatever, they would tell me to go take a nap. I don't know if that's a Southern thing to do, but um, just go take a nap. I don't feel good. Go take a nap. <laughs> Stop running around the house. Go take a nap. You know, that sort of thing. So I think what's happened now as an adult is go take a nap is a message that is in my head and that is fully, I feel like, deeply into my DNA at this point. But now it has a more positive connotation. It doesn't feel like um, a punishment. Um, I enjoy naps. Uh, and, you know, I've turned lemons into lemonade, so to speak. So the reason why I think that I, as an adult, enjoy naps is because, um, well, rest is always helpful, right? So particularly if I'm feeling stressed or feeling exhausted, um, rest is always a good way to sort of re uh, re-energize um, but I also tend to when I have a good nap I also tend to awake feeling uh, clearer and having more focus um, having clarity about what what I need to do next I sort of struggle with calling myself creative um, but I'm my own that okay I'm a creative human being and um, so oftentimes I will find that when I've had a good nap, I can wake up and feel compelled to either write something or maybe I've come up with a new podcast idea. Um, 
I have this uh, art project, these paintings, set of paintings that I have been working on for a long time, y'all, a long time. And so, um, and it's not anything elaborate. It's just I have moved on to something else. But um, so it'll be something like that where I'll wake up and I'll be like, you know what, go ahead and make a little more progress on those set of paintings. And so, um, so when I get sleep, I often, when I get a good nap, when I get have good rest, then I feel like I'm rewarded when I wake up from that by being able to then produce something or having enough energy to get something that I maybe didn't want to get done done. Um, so that's sort of where sleep lies for me in my life. So let me tell you what wound up happening. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I decided I was going to start tracking my sleep, do a better job of that. Um, sort of not be on autopilot when it comes to taking a nap when it comes to um, getting rest so when I I I guess it is also important for me to say when I'm talking about sleep I'm not just talking about going to sleep at night but I'm also talking about getting rest um, taking naps uh, so throughout the day so unfortunately I'm not in a situation where I can do that Monday through Friday in terms of taking naps so naps are usually um only available to me on the weekend um and so what usually happens um is because I'm sleeping so poorly Monday through Friday (laughs) when Friday after work gets here I am exhausted and so that's usually where the first nap starts and so I what I don't do is um because I know some people who I've heard this you know, I've not tried this in action. I've heard people can take like 20 minute naps. I think people refer to that as a power nap. I don't understand that. I am not going to say that that doesn't exist. Because <laughs> it does. I've heard people talk about it. Um, I just, that, that doesn't feel like a nap to me. But anyway, so. On Friday evenings, when I crash because I'm exhausted for five days or so of not sleeping well, I just kind of knock out. And then by the time I wake up, um, oh, so to add to this, not only am I I creative and an introvert, but I'm also a night owl. So what I'm how I define night owl is if I don't have any sort of outside regulation of when I need to get up and go to sleep then my tendency will always be to stay up throughout the night and then sort of crash when it starts to get to be early morning like four or five o'clock because for some reason um, the creative part of me um, comes alive at that point I can do a whole bunch of things at two in the morning. According to my brain, I can write books. I can plan this, that, and the other thing. Let's play. Let's look at vacations. You know, I just have, it's just like a whole new world opens up um, at night for some reason. But that's just sort of how I think. So let me go back to my point. So, <laughs> so on Friday evenings, I crash. And then that subsequently throws off my sleep. So I spend the rest of the weekend um just sort of staying attuned to my own my own internal clock which is that night hour tendency and I also there also tends to be a lot more focus on self-care on the weekend so in terms of like staying hydrated getting outside getting some sunshine connecting with friends um 
I have an oil diffuser um, that I got for Christmas. Shout out to my family. I appreciate it. I love it. And um, so I make sure I do I have all the oils that I need. Do I need to restock? So um, so I tend to have a, a good little weekend self-care situation goes going on, which is good because from Monday through Friday, I'm not doing most of those things. <laughs> I'm not doing most of those things. So I have found it hard to be consistent um, seven days a week. Um, but what I'm realizing or what I have realized on the weekend when I'm sleeping well and doing all these other things, I have a really good weekend, which also contributes to my feelings about Monday. Like Monday feels like I'm being punished. Well, that's because I know that I'm about to eliminate all these things that I have so enjoyed on the weekend. And these are things that I can clearly add into my week. So what I did was I did a few things. Um, I learned early on in the beginning of that week that some things that I should not do. And one of those things is I'm going to, I'm going to have my phone nearby. I already know that. Um, so that's not something that I can take away. Um, so because that's something that is in the literature about sort of eliminating your screen time and, um, putting your phone far away from your bed and that sort of thing. Well, while I live in Virginia, there are some very uh, important people uh, or my family lives in other areas, uh, specifically other states. And so there have been some moments recently in, um, in which I have needed to be um, I have needed to be available. Um, and so me like turning off my ringer or moving my phone away is not an that's not an option I just need to be able to um, be responsive should I get any calls um at night so um so I knew that was something I couldn't do but what I did learn is what I pay attention to right before I go to bed is going to impact my sleep so I made an error and um not only reading the news, I think something terrible, you know, unfortunately, that seems to be um, the name of the game these these days in terms of something had happened. Um, I can't 100% remember what that was, but I remember distinctly being sort of impacted, having a negative reaction to some injustice I just read. In addition to checking my email and um, it just both of those things left me stressed um, which also then made it hard for me to wind down because I just kept thinking about them and doing my own internal problem solving, um, which means my, my brain was sort of wired up and keyed up. And it was it really just kind of had to let itself play out. And that's how I went to bed. Well, that didn't happen until hours later. Even though I was doing all the things that looked like I was sleeping, I wasn't really, I was just laying down. So I paid for that dearly the next day. Um, because I was exhausted when, um, you know, I trudged through my work day and that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like I was moving in slow motion and moving in quicksand. But the positive part of that is that it made me so ready <laughs> to go to sleep, uh, that following day. So, um, the next day I was able to get my eight hours of sleep. Now, when I woke up, it was the same time I'm to wake up any other time, but I felt like the sun was shining brighter. I felt like I heard nature outside, like the like the leaves rustling, and 
Um, and then uh, my drive to work was smooth. There was nobody who was driving slow in front of me or cutting me off. It was smooth. Um, when I got to work, everything felt like it was pristine. Like it, like the office was just waiting for me to arrive. Every person I saw, I was just smiling at them. <laughs> I don't know what this experience was like for anybody who witnessed me, uh, <laughs> but for me, it felt like a Disney movie, you know what I mean? So uh, then I was walking around telling people about how I had slept and how much sleep is. I think I even did an um, a Insta story talking about how excited I was about my sleep. No, maybe it was just a picture. At any rate, I told Instagram. So... Um, so I was like, okay, so there is something to this sleep during the weekday. Um, so for the next couple of days, out of the five days, three of those days, I was able to successfully have a decent amount of sleep. And I'm talking about eight hours, seven to eight hours. And there was a really, for me, there was a significant improvement in terms of how I was feeling, the extent to which I felt like I was there and present for my clients the amount of caffeine I ingested, I didn't, I didn't need as much coffee because I will drink coffee, but I don't tend to drink it on the weekend. So that's another the self-care things. I, I was drinking more water, so I was making better decisions because I wasn't using things to sort of help propel me through the day, um, going outside, keeping my windows open. Um, I felt like I also wasn't so consumed in like the next moment I was able to check in with my support network as well. Um, so what I learned are some things that I need to do to help maintain myself from Monday to Friday because on the weekends um, I'm good to go. So I thought that that was a, a pretty solid experiment and I surprised myself with some of the outcomes. And some things that I didn't even realize was so um, important in terms of like, if I put something before me that's gonna make that's that's gonna feel like a problem, that that has no solution, my brain is gonna work to create a solution, even if it is right before bed. So, one of the things that is important is that I do something that doesn't require me to. To manage anything and so um, I am now creating a system in which I can just sort of shut down um, and not feel as though I need to handle something and that really helps for me to have quality night's sleep so I'm saying this to urge you all to sort of do your own experiment be your own scientist why don't you just check out and see what's happening for you all from Monday through Friday how are you sleeping? And for those who already have this sleep regimen down, so I have a really good friend who, um, one of my best friends, and she does not play about her sleep. She goes to sleep probably about 9 or 10. And she has always been like this. This is somebody I've known since like the age of 5. Like she does not play. And I respect that because I want to be like that. But about 9 o'clock is when I feel like I start to get my best thoughts. That's why I stay up till 2. 
well that's not good don't do that so <laughs> so why don't you all just check out how you're sleeping um and let's all commit um to ourselves and to each other that we're gonna do these things to, at the very least um make sure that we're all rested um, so that we can have um, our memory and mood and performance and focus um, and clarity and creativity um, be brought to the highest capacity. And that's what I'm hoping for, because as entrepreneurs, all those things are so very important, not only to sustaining and nurturing the business, um, but to propelling it forward. And that's what we're all about, as well as making sure our own mental health regimen um, is intact and so family I hope this was helpful and uh, I haven't been as consistent about this sleep thing because this has been about three weeks ago um, but I definitely am getting there are more instances of better sleep than um, than not uh, so that feels like a win to me um, so I am going to continue on with my self-care journey. So sleep, I have some new insight around. I'm going to move on to a different dynamic that I'm kind of currently working on. And now I'll, I'll keep talking to you all about that. I'll come back with that information. It is so good to just be out and talk to you all. And, um, you know, good sleep ain't easy. We have to work at it. So I hope all is well. I hope you all have, are having a great day. And, um, that's it. I'm going to wrap up. Until next time, family. Bye. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com. And on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding.